You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. Welcome back to How To 20-Something. Today, I'll be bringing on the first guest of 2024 and a good friend of mine, Brie Blair, to talk about your comfort zones. We're going to uncover why you should aim to leave them regularly, how to do so where you don't get overwhelmed or extremely anxious, and a glimpse into how Brie herself is the master of leaving her comfort zone. In fact, Brie and I met by leaving our comfort zones. Our paths kept overlapping until one day they finally collided when we were both asked to be speakers in the same event and at the same time she unknowingly asked to join my book club in a Facebook group. And now we get to build this incredible friendship as a result. And you all know the saying, you can't grow where you're comfortable. And hopefully by the end of today's episode, you'll be inspired to take curious action and leave your comfort zones in ways that are beneficial to your personal growth. But before we dive into all of that, I'm going to introduce Brie to the podcast so you know a little bit more about her background. Brie Blair is a dynamic force in digital marketing and entrepreneurship. As co-founder of the Lead Networking Group, she excels in building business relationships and nurturing talent. Her experience spans creating marketing strategies for top-tier companies, speaking at conferences, and running multiple businesses. Passionate about her community, Brie organizes events that foster genuine connections and support local causes. Known for her innovative and determined approach, Brie is dedicated to making a positive impact as a speaker, leader, and entrepreneur. Hi, Brie. Welcome to How To 20-something. Hey, Jess. How are you? You were so right. I, we, I forgot that we were pretty much intertwined for like two weeks, oh, two weeks, two months, three months or so. And then finally, we actually crossed paths. I'm like, well, it's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we can thank Robin for that one. She was a guest a while ago. I think she was like the second guest I ever had on here. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, I think I joined your book club, and I was like, oh, I want self-growth uh, self books. Like, this sounds great. Next thing you know, oh, oh Jess runs it. What a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I love it. I'm very consistent with what I do. <laughs> but, <laughs> it, was ve- it was very on brand. <laughs> yeah, it always is. But as I, as I said, you were the master of leaving your comfort zones. Can you pinpoint the moment that sparked this evolution or have you just always been someone to venture out and see what the world has to offer? I think when I grew, was growing up, I was always put in a place that required me to step outside of my comfort zone. Little did I know I was actually doing it, to be honest. I went to three different high schools. I went to two different colleges. I was on multiple different soccer teams because I had moved so much. I was trying new hop. Like I had to, I had no choice but to be outside my comfort zone. At the time, I was not very happy about it. <laughs> now I do think it was one of the best experiences of my life because I'm much more comfortable in my mid late twenties to go 
do things that aren't comfortable to other people, like attend a random event or go to a book club or do a social sport, whatever it may be. But it kind of nudged me into more unfamiliar territories as I've gotten older. So it's a, it, it started young, but I didn't actually recognize it until I got older. What was an event that happened that you were able to recognize and be like, oh, I am leaving my comfort zone. Oh, wait, I have been always leaving my comfort zone and then building on it and now making more of an effort to do so because it's easy to fall into where you're comfortable. And especially if your schedule stays the same, speaking to like anyone that has a nine to five, it's you just kind of get into the same rhythm, the same routine that it becomes more of a afterthought, like you have to really force yourself to go and venture out. So what happened with you? Yeah, I think I've always been the type of person that the nine to five was not just for me. Like I still have a nine to five. It's great, but I need more. And I feel like there's more to life than just going to work and coming home. And I was constantly like picking up new things to learn. Like I took an EMT class. I wanted to learn real estate for a little bit. I got into flipping houses. Like I literally tried different things. I was like, I might love this. I might hate it, but I won't know until I try it. And one of the big moments was I had just finished flipping a house in 2022. And I decided I was going to travel solo because it scared the living crap out of me. And I did it. And when I was there, I was like, well, this was like, one of the hardest things I ever thought I could do, but I did it. And that built up so much more confidence to go into the rest of 2023. And even now 2024, with like, you did one of your biggest fears. What what else is kind of standing in your way? I love that you mentioned leaving your comfort zone has built your confidence because I actually just had a client tell me that as well. Like she did things that has now made her feel more confident in herself. Can you expand on that for anyone listening of how much of an effect leaving your comfort zones, venturing out to the unknown, doing things that are unfamiliar and uncomfortable has on your mental health and on your confidence? I think it's one of the best things you could do to build confidence because everyone always asks like, well, how do you do it? I'm like, the only way to actually build confidence is by practicing it, to be honest. It's the same thing I always tell um, in networking groups. Okay, how do you actually go to a networking group? Well, you have to show up for the first time. If you don't even show up, how are you going to show up to the second one? And consistency is what builds confidence as well as your own self-growth. And at the end of the day, If you're afraid of starting a business or you're nervous or you're worried about taking a risk of some sort, you don't actually reach success without failure and failure builds confidence at the end of the day. It sounds a little backwards, but by failing, you're learning more things about yourselves. And because you're learning to trust yourself and your mind and the goals that you've set, now you're more willing to take on a new goal. You're like, oh, I already did this. Now I can do it again. I, I did I did this baby step. I can take it a little bit further and try something harder. And to put that into more context, it was I traveled uh, when I first traveled solo, for example, I went somewhere where it was only four hour flight. But my big goal was to go to like Asia and um, which I can speak on too. But when I did the four hour flight, I was like, oh, no connections. It's four hours straight there. It'll be super easy. And when I got there, every step along that trip, I was like, okay, I got on the plane. I landed. I got in the taxi. And as a sooner or later, I was getting more and more confident with myself and my abilities to do so because I was checking off goals along the process. And then in just recently, I went to Asia. And that was a big goal of mine. But I did it alone too. But I wouldn't have been able to do it if I didn't do a smaller trip like Costa Rica. 
yeah, it's building the evidence, but it's even starting with you have to buy the ticket first. You had to buy the, yes. the four-hour flight ticket. And yes. a lot of times that's where people hold themselves back. They can't even take that first step because they're waiting for the confidence. And it's you don't wait for confidence. You build confidence. And confidence is built based off of the actions you take. It's not confidence, action, confidence. It's action, confidence, action. Well, it's the same thing of like when they say, for example, dating, right? You don't date by staying in your room and you don't gain confidence by staying in your home either. You have to get out there and actually try something new. And the people will argue, well, confidence is fake. And I personally disagree with that. I think there's no shame, no shame in actually feeling confidence and being confident. Uh, and the more you do it, the better you're going to get. But you're never perfect. Like let's let's establish a baseline here. It's never perfection. The fears and worries are always there. But the more you're doing it, the more you're you're that they're not as consuming to not let you get to your goal, whatever it may be. Yeah. Would you say that doing your solo travels? especially that first one was the most significant example that really pushed you beyond your comfort zone? Or is there anything else that comes to mind where you're like, wow, that was the best thing I could have done for myself? Uh, Absolutely. And the reason I say that is because I've done little things prior to it. Like I was always working on ways to self-growth. And I know that's super what you're like, super your brand, Jess, and like you're really good at getting people to grow outside of their comfort zone or in health or life. Um, However, when I traveled to Costa Rica, I had come back and I said to myself, and and Robin can quote me on this one too, because she says it all the time. You came back and you said, if I can travel solo, I can speak in front of 200 people. And I still say that to this day because I had spoken before. And if anyone knew me back in high school or college, man, did I hate public speaking. I despised it more than anything. But the ironic part was it was always a big goal of mine to speak. But I was like, well, how am I going to do it? Well, I have to actually get out there and practice. And because I went for a fear that was higher than public speaking, not saying that's how you have to go about doing it, I came back and was like, oh, all right, that's fine. And within six weeks, I had booked uh, my biggest conference because I was just so open to the opportunity versus being closed off to it. So I think that's why every time you're going to challenge yourself, you come back and you're like, well, what do I have to lose? There's, There's nothing. Speaking of which, has there ever been a time where leaving your comfort zone didn't pan out as positively as you hoped? Maybe a lesson that you learned as a result, like a lesson learned the hard way as a result? Yeah. (laughs) I think for any entrepreneur out there, uh, and and it really, it's anyone at the end of the day, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is you don't have to be fearless. We ex- we think that just because we're doing it, we we don't fear fear, but that's not necessarily true. We just don't let fear stop us. And so there's been many times where I've started a business and honestly, like either it was semi-successful or it failed or it just wasn't something I really found that interesting. Um, at one point, I wanted to do interior designing and I tried doing that. And I was like, this is not for me. Like, I love it as a hobby, but it is not for me. <laughs> and I was okay with that. But if I didn't actually attempt to try it, how was I supposed to know? Um, I, I think I mentioned earlier, I flipped a house. And let me tell you, I will never do that again. <laughs> I am very much in the long term real estate renting. I will not be flipping ever again, <laughs> preferably. But that made me realize like I was proud of the fact that I did it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot of skills, but it's not who I am. And if I didn't go through those experience of what someone might call failure, 
I wouldn't have learned something about myself to drive me in the direction that will lead me to success. Love that. I want to ask you why, very specifically, why do you think it's important to leave your comfort zones regularly? Because I already mentioned like it's something that requires effort. It's something you have to consciously think about leaving or expanding on, but you make it seem so effortless and I know it's not. So why do you think it's important to leave it regularly and how do you make it seem more seamless, I guess I could say? No, it's a really good question. Um, There's conversely what I ask myself consistently throughout this process of self-discovery and getting outside my comfort zone is would I rather regret the uncomfortable or stay settled in the life I'm living? So let me let me dive a little bit deeper into that. Most people, if you ever heard like the studies or the quotes of when people, and it sounds a little dreary, so I apologize in advance, but when they're on their deathbed, they're like, what do you regret? And there's always something, whether it was spending more time with family or starting that business or traveling more, whatever it may be, I personally don't want to be in that situation where I didn't try something because if I was fearful of somebody else, of their opinion, I was just afraid of trying something new. I mean, I'm afraid of other people's opinions. That's usually a big one that gets people. It's that fear of people's opinion or getting hurt, um, whether it's like an activity. Oh, I could hurt myself. Big one is moving, right? Oh, what if I don't like it? My response back is you can always move back. There's always an answer to your fear. And so every time I am worried or fearful of something, I always ask myself, would I regret this? Is it that uncomfortable that I would regret it? And if it's not, then I'm going to try it or attempt to try it. Doesn't mean it's going to be successful, but that's really kind of how I have framed it over time. And then when there is a fear that comes up, I ask myself, what what do I have to lose? Which I kind of mentioned earlier, because most of the time there's not a lot to lose. Even if you're getting into investments in real estates, let's say you're at that stage in your life, right? You usually came from somewhere to even get you that place. So you've had to take risks in the first place. And I'll be honest, I am not a risk taker. That is not who I am branded wise. (laughs) But the more I've done it, the more I've become better at taking bigger and better risks. Like real estate, for example, or getting on bigger stages. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I belong here, but there's a reason you got there in the first place. And we have to trust our gut and trust ourselves. Yeah, it's, I always say you can always go back. That's something that I say. I say more so in careers of, for me, deciding to start my own business. It was I can always go back because I was an interior designer. I can always go back to interior design. I will always have that degree. That does not expire. But I don't want to live my life in what ifs. And like, what if I did venture off and start my own business? What if I did move to Charlotte? And like, I did do those things. And there's those all come with risks. And I preach and I teach this to my clients. Like, it's taking calculated risks. You're not just deciding one day, I'm going to go jump off this cliff that I just hiked to the top of. No, it's (laughs) you make a plan of before you even start the hike of, is this a cliff I can safely jump off of (laughs) and survive and be able to repeat it again? (laughs) It's not a spur of the moment, reckless decision. It's It's thought out, not to the point of overthinking, but it's knowing that you're going to be okay, that you can always come back, that you can 
you always, I think when it comes to financial risks, that's a big one. That's a big scary one. That was one of mine with starting my own business was making sure I had my safety net, my cushion of finances. Also knowing that if things don't pan out, what else can I do to make money? There's like a 50 ways exercise you can do of write down 50 ways you can make money from selling feet pics to babysitting, like from the most... (laughs) weird bizarre thing to the most realistic thing and you go through and cross it out but it's to give you that idea of it is possible to make money it is possible to take this risk knowing that I won't be homeless knowing that it's not going to kill me and knowing that it's if it doesn't pan out in the way that I hoped I'm still going to be okay at the end of the day and in fact I'm going to be better for it because I learned what not to do. You couldn't have said it better. I couldn't, I agree with you so much. And I think what you touched on as well is the fact that you have to start somewhere and you did that, right? If you didn't have started your business, maybe you would have never ended in Charlotte and created this whole new life for yourself. And that's the most exciting part is like, we want to plan everything and I'm a planner. I think you're a planner. (laughs) And sometimes we're like, we can't and that's okay. But that's also can be super exciting because look how far you've made it and like, your 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 long term in your business where you were a year ago would you have imagined where you are now and like that's the fun questions to ask yourself right like oh crap look how far I've made it in one year one year ago Brie and Jess would have never believed we're sitting here having this conversation probably (laughs) yeah (laughs) because one year ago I wasn't planning on having a podcast (laughs) until like the until 2024 which I mentioned in the new year's episode too but it is I like to think of it in reverse instead of like oh one year from now it's like I think a lot has happened in my life I know you can vouch for the same in the last three four years we'll say like since for me it's since graduating college but we'll even like bump it more into more recent times of like since the pandemic and it becomes more exciting of look at all that changed in the last three and a half, almost four years, think about everything that could continue to change for you for the better in the next three and a half, four years. Like it's, it just allows you to look at time and life a lot differently and you get to be appreciative of it because there's a lot of challenges that come up. There's a lot of hardships that you have to overcome and thinking about, oh wow, that pushed me so far to my next level imagine what the thing I'm struggling through right now is going to do for me and the doors it's going to open for me. Yeah, you're a thousand percent right. I think especially with the what you're struggling with too, because we look at it as, I don't want to say we, but 98% of us do look at struggle as a negative. And when you really reframe that into more of a positive of what can I learn from it, that's going to take you exponentially farther in your business, career, personal, whatever it may be, life. Like when you first started your business, and you're 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 in what you know now is not what you knew then, but you're growing more and more every single day because of the amount that you're learning in such an exponentially short amount of time. Yeah, and I think when it comes to comfort zones, our brains naturally have a negativity bias. We're gonna search for all that could go wrong. But what if you were to change that to all that could go right? Like what else is it? able to happen for you and or to you because you took this risk you took this step you decided to step outside your comfort zone like as I said in the beginning you and I would not have been friends if I told Robin no to the speaking event that sounded terrifying I'd never been on a stage before didn't know what I'd be talking about didn't know how to do anything but it's the saying yes before you know how 
and getting out of your own head that's going to try and talk you out of it because it is scary and it's uncomfortable and it's new, it's foreign, and we don't want that. Our brains are designed to keep us where we are because that's what it knows and that's what it knows will continue to keep us alive. But it's everything else opened up as a result of me saying yes and you saying yes to something that was a little new, a little different, and a little exciting all at the same time. Oh, 100%. And I think that's what I always tell people when it comes to like networking, for example, is just say yes to an opportunity. And I and I know there's boundaries and we can get into a whole discussion about boundaries. But generally speaking, yes to something that scares you in a good way. Not yes, because like it's outside your boundaries, right? But if you have an opportunity to attend a networking event, I always go into it looking what opportunity is going to come out of this for me. And it's not always something financially or, um, you know, a learning wise, but sometimes I meet the most amazing people that have such an impact on my life. Like we just, like you just mentioned, Jess, like with us meeting, like actually in person through the event and I go to networking events and I was thinking today, I'm like, one of my networking groups actually hasn't done much business for me but I've met the most amazing mentors and relationships from it. So it's not always a matter of, okay, how much money is this going to grow for me? Maybe this person I'm meeting is going to be a reason for uh, this part of my life so I can learn something. And I think having that mentality and switching to say yes to what opportunity when you step into a room versus, oh, I'm comfortable not going to to, to an event or speaking is going to change your complete outlook on life and potentially your your like your life in general. Like you all it takes is one yes and you can live, be living a completely different life. Exactly. And and I think it's also really important to note to not go into things with a set expectation of what you want from it. Just Yes. When you're going on this journey of stepping out of your comfort zone, it's important to just acknowledge the fact that you're doing that. And if nothing else comes of it, that's okay because that is enough. It's not, as you said, like I think as an entrepreneur, it's hard to be like, well, I want to go to this. I want to get clients from it or I want some kind of business deal or exchange or referral or something. But for the average person, it's like maybe it's friendships. Maybe it's a romantic partnership. It's like you're going into it of I have to meet so-and-so. Otherwise, it's not worth it. And it's you're missing the point of just go. Just walk through the front door and be there. Be present, not searching for what you can get out of it. Because you are getting something out of it. You're getting a comfort zone being pushed out of this. No, you're a thousand percent right. And it's, I always tell people, even when it comes to networking, I keep using that example, but it's not about what can this person do for you, but what can you do for them? And the same thing goes to like, when you walk into a room, what, what value can I provide to somebody else? Or what am I going to learn out of this opportunity? If you are so close-minded to the fact that I have to get X amount of clients from this event, you're closing yourself off to the opportunities around you if you had opened up a conversation with somebody else. You just never, you never know. And I think that's the most exciting part. I was actually writing, um, I've been working on something for a little while now. And part of it is about like how we check the boxes as we're getting older in life. And you asked me a question in the beginning of the podcast. It's like, how did it start getting outside your comfort zone? And when did you realize you were failing, not failing to it, but like it didn't go the way you wanted. There's a part of my life I realized I was settling really hard in one aspect. And I, as soon as I changed that, and I stopped planning every minute of my life, five years, 10 years, one year, my life just grew exponentially because we allowed these opportunities and, 
and moments and experiences to happen to us rather than expecting it. And you just open yourself up to so much learnings, growth, and honestly, like a fulfilling life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think we're always – we have this mentality to plan that far in advance, mainly because in high school and college, it was always, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? And I had it. I had mine. I was dead wrong. <laughs> Wait, year one, one month after graduating college, I was already completely wrong about my five-year plan, let alone the 10-year one. And that's why I really – advocate for planning like one to three months in advance and nothing really much more than that obviously if there's big events like you have a giant trip you want to go on or a wedding to plan or like you want to have kids like that's it's different but in terms of getting specific and from one planner to another is like being realistic that life gets in the way a lot you can't plan for a lot of things I think if the pandemic taught us anything it was that of you can't plan for shit and (laughs) now it's more of a just chunk your life like one chunk at a time what do you want to accomplish in these three months what do you want to accomplish in the next three months once you get to that point and working your way through that is also going to help you get a better grasp on where you want to leave your comfort zone and how to do so at a much smaller level not a leaving it now is going to lead to something a year and a half down the line. It's uh, what is it leading to within your three-month time frame that's going to help progress you towards whatever goal you set? Oh, 100%. Like uh, so many people I know, um, they want to leave their jobs or they want to travel or they want to leave their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it may be. And if we take the job one, for example, I'm like, you don't have to make a decision to apply to a job. Like, Right, we 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 are automatically put an end result to something versus living in the moment of like, oh, okay, like here to your point, here's the one to three month plan. What is that? There's no decision making. It's reaching a goal, and the goal may be to change the job or to socialize more. That's the end goal. We don't know what that timeline's gonna be, but we do have a one to three month plan, which is okay. I'm going to attend one social event. I'm going to apply to five jobs. You're so good at doing this, Jess, because you've even taught me, like breaking down the goals into such baby steps is the best way to actually reach them. And it sounds so cliche, but it is so true. Yeah. And like substitute goals for comfort zone, leaving your comfort zone, break it down into those baby steps. Because like you've already said, like for traveling is you have to buy the ticket first, buy the ticket, shut your laptop, breathe next week. Open it up. Go on, like, Viator. What do you want to plan in that trip? Like, plan one thing. Close your laptop. Like, it's a, take it one breath at a time is going to help you regulate your nervous system because that's really what's happening is you are filled with anxiety and nervousness and it's all stemming from this level of discomfort that's unfamiliar. And when something's unfamiliar, it's unpredictable. And you can't think about what an outcome is going to be it's all this unknown that piles up and you freak out so lower your expectations take it one step one breath one second at a time and allow yourself to ease into what you do eventually want your end goal to be because that's how you're going to get it that's how you're going to get to anything in life whether we're talking relationships or buying a house or getting married or well that's part of relationships or career or starting a business like it's everything everything is part of this one step at a time because if you dive right in that's where things get chaotic 
That's where you lose control of a lot of situations and that's why you continue to feel really uncomfortable where, to the point where you can't handle it, to the point where you're having mental breakdown after mental breakdown because you're overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. And I think to your point is we have to stop and celebrate the baby wins. And I know if people like you and I, Jess, we're very go, go, go people. And I know a lot of people like us, it is hard to stop. But you have to stop and be like, I just did that. And I'm proud of myself for doing it. And you don't need anybody else to tell you it either. I think one of the, one of the things that we don't talk about when it gets outside of your comfort zone is there is no expectation from other people and nobody's going to push you to do it. You can have an accountability person. You can have a coach. You can have a friend, a mom, a dad. But at the end of the day, it is your choice whether or not you step outside your comfort zone. And I know like when I, I just got back from Asia and I'm planning my next solo trip and even I still find myself having the same fear of questions coming up of what if I don't like it? What if something happens? What if I get kidnapped? Like literally they still come up, but I have to go back and I have to remind myself I've done this two times now with like really big trips, not like internationally where I, I'm like, trust yourself. You've done this. It's never, it doesn't go away. That fear doesn't go away. It's just easier along the journey because you're stopping and you're celebrating yourself and you're doing it yourself. Nobody else is doing it for you. And celebrations can be anything. I know my coach has me celebrate. Like anytime something big happens, it's how are you going to celebrate? And my mind immediately goes to, okay, buy myself flowers or take myself out to dinner or buy a trip that I really wanted to go on or something along those lines or like get a massage, like things like that. But then what I also have, and I honestly, up until this conversation, never really acknowledged it as a celebrating the smaller wins is... I have a happy jar and every time something good happens, I write it or something that made me happy, either or, which yeah, like, go hand I in love hand, that. but I write it on a little <laughs> piece of construction paper, I fold it up and I put it in the jar and at the end of the year, I read out all of my happy memories because it could be some of the most small things that put a smile on my face that you're going to forget about because it wasn't some massive significant event, it was something little, but it was significant enough in the moment for me to add it to the jar to remind myself at the end of the year that that did happen and then what's even better is I get to celebrate all over again so I'm celebrating in the moment by acknowledging this was good and I love that this happened in that moment in on that day or even the next day whenever I write out the note and then again at the end of the year when I'm reflecting on all of the little moments that happened throughout that year. Okay, thank you for sharing that because I'm creating a happy jar after this chat. That <laughs> is the beginning of 2024, so we have a whole year. Oh, I already added one to mine. It was that my rent was increasing by $6 for this renewal. I was yeah. like, let's go. In this economy, that's a steal. I know. It was great. I was like, great. First happy moment of 2024. I love that. Okay, that's my favorite. Uh, kind of to your point, though, is like people have, have always asked me like, oh, I think there's like a part of being authentic throughout your journey, including like getting outside your comfort zone. They're like, oh, like, how do you stay so peppy and, and, and not worry about the little things and X, Y, and Z? I'm like, I have multiple answers to that question. But to piggyback off of what you said is you have to find the joy in life in the little things. And if it's just that you signed a new client or your rent went up $6 or it was a beautiful day out and you spent it with your dog or whatever it may be, 
if we don't stop and acknowledge what brings us joy, it doesn't matter how many times we step outside our comfort zone or how many goals we reach, we will never feel satisfied. And we have to be able to like celebrate those wins across our whole life. When, uh, it, I'm sorry if this gets personal, oh, but go when you were feeling like you were checking off the boxes and settling in your life at that time, were you celebrating any moments along the way that were happening before maybe you realized that this wasn't the life you wanted to live? Honestly, Jess, it's a really good question. And I think years ago, I would have never like been open to talk about it. But I think it's such a good learning experience for people that you said it best. Back in school, we had a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. You do what you were supposed to do. You're supposed to check the boxes, go to school, graduate, get a job buy a house, have a relationship, get married, get a dog, have kids. And I say that because I did that. I graduated college. I had a job lined up right after college. Didn't even care what it was. It was just a job. Then I was in a relationship for almost five years. We got engaged. We bought the house. I got dogs. I got cats. And then I just one day was like, oh my goodness, like this is not, I am not. My question one day came to me was, what's next? I don't know what my goals are. And for someone who is such a goal-oriented person, like you, when you you learn to, to know yourself over time, that was scary. That I didn't know what came next, not in a positive way, but in a negative way. And that was when I had to re-evaluate what's happening and make choices that align better to my my happiness, my goals, and my life. And I did so And I'm not saying it was easy because it is extremely uncomfortable. I literally gave up a house. I gave up a dog and a cat. I gave up a fiance at the time, like a lot of things. But it was the best decision I ever made because I would not be the person I am today without one, experiencing the whole checking off the boxes and two, getting outside my comfort zone and making those hard decisions. Because let me tell you, it is so much easier to sit there and let the world say, oh, she's living the perfect life. She's, she's got it all. Yeah, but do you really? Do you actually have it all? And most people will, will it, that's a hard question to answer. So to kind of get back to your point, though, is like by checking off the boxes, it kind of made me realize I'm not fulfilled in any way. And that's what made me start getting outside my comfort zone because I knew there was more to live for than just do what everybody else wants for you versus what do you want for yourself. Yeah, I think we get caught up in that perfect life, the picture perfect, checking off the boxes. And do you get to ask yourself, like, am I living the life that I want for me or am I living the life that is expected of me? And if you're living the life that's expected of you, then you're not going to grow. You're not going to leave your comfort zones because that requires risks. And the picture perfect life is everything is in order. Everything goes exactly the way it's supposed to. And if anyone listening knows anything about life is that it never works out in that way. And no, (laughs) well, I guess for some people it does. For some people, they really do have a very structured, I call it like an easy adult life. And it's not to say that they're not leaving their comfort zones, but I think it's a different mindset in how they approach their comfort zones as well. And Brie and I aren't trying to tell you there's one way to leave your comfort zone and that by 
going to school and getting a job right after and finding the love of your life and buying a house and getting married and all of that isn't does not mean you never leave your comfort zone. It just it's a different approach to your life because you also wouldn't get to where you are without leaving your comfort zones like you wouldn't have met the love of your life if you didn't do something that you weren't normally doing unless again you happen to just be at your normal day and the love of your life walks through the door or sitting on your apartment and they accidentally knock on your door (laughs) and there they are (laughs) but can you touch on different mindsets around leaving your comfort zone like how that could look like how you've experienced what that looks like through different stages of your life that have led you to where you are today and anything of the sort yeah and I think the first one is we have to start small I may have started a little bit bigger (laughs) but at the end of the day even after those events I still had to start super small um I did book that trip but at the time when I did Costa Rica I had just experienced such such life-changing things that that was small for me. But when I tell people when they're like not happy with their job, for example, I'm like, just apply. I don't care. You're not making any decisions right now. Just apply or just update the resume. Start small. Begin with the steps to address what that fear is. Is it that you're afraid of other people? Because then there, there maybe there's different work to do there. Maybe it's going to therapy because we have to address what that fear is. Or maybe it's just attempting something really minor to what the next step is. Um, And then what I think what's really important is actually focusing on not what the outcome is, but what the learnings can be over that time period. So I'm not expecting like when I traveled solo, like I had people saying, for example, oh, you can meet the love of your life or you could do this and you could do that. When I tell you I went in with such zero expectations for both of my trips, it was the best experience to do so because everything I experienced was just a was the cherry on top. And that's why we can't have, we can have goals, but we can't have expected outcomes. So those are like two really big ones for me. Um, and then I think the third, which we talked a lot about, is really reframing that fear and the negative thoughts around it because that's what's going to hold us back most of the time. I'll be completely honest. One that still holds me back is like, you know, we're, we're raised a certain way. All of us are, and you either want to make your parents proud or you are fearful of what, you know, something that happened in high school that still stays with you. There's always something, and I have to address it every single time that I'm fearful of something, like posting videos on social media. Not my cup of tea, I'll be honest. But when I do it, (laughs) I know we've had these conversations where, like, oh, we have to do it. We have to do it. And we do it because we're like, it will make us stronger, confident people. Even if it doesn't come out great, that's okay. But by doing it is how we're going to learn. So I hope that answered your question. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to add to that is that even if it doesn't make you feel stronger or more confident in that moment, know that it's to build you to something more. I think that's such a good point because to be honest, when you're going through it and you're stepping outside those comfort zones, I don't think you're going to recognize it right away. Like at what you're what you're gaining for personal or professional growth, whatever it may be, it's only a year or so, a year year and a half later that I was going through your questions actually, and I'm like, oh my god, my confidence level is a different person. I don't even recognize myself because of the steps I've made. And I know I've, we've had these chats. You feel very similar. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like 
that's a huge one. Just if you ever want to gain confidence, like do something that scares the living crap out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Safely. (laughs) Don't go like diving with great white sharks when you have no experience (laughs) doing so. You know, it's just like things like that. Go speak in like 100 100 people or like, I don't know, pick up a new hobby. Join a book club because apparently that scares people too. So (laughs) Jess is a great one. (laughs) I like our book club. Um, But yeah, do you have any plans for 2024 of that's like either building on your comfort zones or expanding any businesses or building your network, your community? I know you have the lead network group, so I would love for you to talk about what your plans are with those unexpected outcomes to come but just how you're walking into this new year with knowing that you want to make strides towards continuing to grow yeah um I think every year I usually get super detailed in my goals and I'll be honest and you may disagree I went very high level this year and the reason why is because I wanted to leave room for the unexpected which as a planner is very uncomfortable (laughs) But um, one one is we just launched Lead Networking Group. It's our first uh, our first event's going to be on February 6, twenty twenty four, at Monday Night Brewery. We're super excited, and really, Lead Network came from the idea of twenty somethings and thirty somethings, maybe even forty somethings, who don't know how to network, or they want to change in career, or the remote workers, and we're living in a new society now where they want to get out and socialize, or they want to start a business, and they don't know how. We're really more targeted towards creating relationships to drive personal and professional growth versus handing out business cards. And it comes from my network and my business partner's network, Caroline, who also has the same mentality. And we're adding in social networking because guess what? You didn't know. Jess and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is a super transplanty area. And constantly gets over 100 people move here a day. And the hardest thing for people to do is meet people And it's super uncomfortable. And we want to be able to foster a community where people can come and create relationships over a shared experience. Because that's how humans actually connect versus like they feel like they need a drink. I'm not saying drinking is bad or whatever it may be, but we don't actually have to go to the bar to make a friend. We can do it in a different environment. And that's what we're striving to to build here with Lead Network. So that's a huge goal of ours. And then travel. We're going to do two international trips this year. That's the goal. So if anyone wants to join, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Do you know where they are yet? What trips? So I actually made some amazing friends in Asia, and we want to do the Camino Trek in Spain. Uh, that will probably be at the end of the year. And then the other one is, I think I want to backpack Europe. I uh, Yeah. Okay. Do Ireland, Scotland, England. And if I can get some more in, I will. But yeah, those are the two big trips. All right, guys. Well, You heard her. I mean, if anyone wants to go all these trips with her, I'm sure she will take in with open arms. Maybe this could be your big, exciting move towards leaving your comfort zone. And it starts with reaching out to Brie. So do you have any final remarks or wise words to share with anyone that is listening? Yeah, I think we've had such a great chat about leaving your comfort zone. And to sum it up, I really think that the worst thing you can do for yourself is to stay in your comfort zone. Um, it's, it's a trap. That's what it is. And at the end of the day, it's up to us to make the choice to live the life that we desire. So instead of looking at things of what could go wrong, let's look at things that can actually go right. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. 
Thanks, Brie. This is amazing. I know I always have to make an additional effort to leave my comfort zone, but I want to thank you for sharing your insight and experiences and for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jess. It's a blessing to know you first off. So I'm super grateful and we wouldn't be friends if we didn't step outside our comfort zones. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Where can people find you if they want to talk to you about any of your experiences or your businesses or your comfort zones or lead networking group? Any, just how can they contact you? Yeah, thanks. Uh, Instagram is the best way at Brie Blair, B-R-I-B-L-A-I-R-R and LinkedIn as well, Brie Blair and then lead networking group. Just Google that and you'll find us on all our websites. Yeah. And don't worry, guys, all of that info will be in the show notes for you to easily find. And don't forget that if you want to be a guest or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, please check out the show notes and click the respective links. But as always, thank you for listening to another episode of How to 20 Something. I can't wait to be in your headphones next week with another brand new one.